Uh, time for a fact check, jerk off. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to DownrightCreepy.com and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the This Might Sound Crazy show, who most recently delved into reptilians and their place in society and all the implications associated therewith. For now, though, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and sit right is Jake. And why people waste their fucking money on this vomit-inducing amateur hour bullshit is fucking beyond me, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake, who is someone who, unlike the movie's characters, doesn't have a shovel, but does have a fucking cat, it's Mark. Hello. Accurate. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched 2016's Found Footage 3D, which was recommended to us by our uh, buddies and an awesome podcast, uh, My Neighbors Are Dead, and then it was picked by Jake. Uh, we'll get to that soon, which will be a lot of fun, but first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, all that's do beers for fears. Jake, yes. what are your beers for these fears? I am drinking a beer, so I did really poorly last week. This week I'm drinking a beer called Look 3Ds. <laughs> okay that's pretty good it's unassailable There's what's your, what's your connection i don't know actually it's pretty tenuous. i tried i thought i figured i'd <laughs> slip one by the goalie uh explain the beard though it is an amber ale um there's not much the beer itself is fine there's a brewery out here that like everything they make has a really strange very odd name like ma the meatloaf fuck is one they basically just do like pop culture things from the last, I don't know, 15 years at this point. So was able to find sure. that and had it what? queued up for a while. What is the brewery? Duclaw. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like it. Well, I didn't do as well this week. I, uh, I'm drinking Sierra Nevada pale ale. Um, because number one, I assume this was shot in Northern California and Wrong. number two, all of, all of the actors are very, very pale. Wow. Which, it's better than I could have done. They are very pale. I feel like there was an easy one, but... Uh, if there was, I definitely didn't take it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, me neither. I went for... Um, I went, Mark, so... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was going to have to throw it to myself at some point. Um, I went with a little bit more of a volume game. This is a bit of a hard movie to beer, assuming you don't have one that is just called 3D beer like Jake. Yeah. Uh, I am drinking three Deschutes beers. 3D, three Deschutes, get it? That's, that's good, that's good. So uh, I got I got an good. Inversion IPA, I got a Jubilee, and I got uh, that fresh squeezed one, whatever it's called. Fresh Jubilee, squeezed Jubilee's out, huh? Yep. The design is cool this year, too. And notably, I'm drinking the uh, Jubilee out of my Idaho Horror Film Fest koozie, so boom. There you go. There you go. I like it. But... Drinking beers isn't all we've done over the course of the last week, maybe. And full disclosure, it hasn't really been a week. It's only been a few days. Um, but, maybe Jake, what time. else has been rocking your horror world, yeah, apart from this movie? A couple things. Um, I have been continuing to try to check off all the movies from 2017 that I think I need to check off. Literally uh, all seen... the movies. Every movie that came out in 2017. Eh, not every movie. I saw two this week. There's a lot of movies, Mark. 
two movies this week. <laughs> the first movie is okay. is uh, Prevenge. Fair. Okay. Uh, I wasn't all that excited to see this one. It is on Shutter. So I heard good was, things about it. That was the thing. Is like I'd heard good things, so I was like, I should queue it up. It's on Shutter, so there's a low. Ba- if you have Shutter, I guess there's a low barrier to entry with it. Um, Alice Lowe is funny and a known name, so I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go ahead and fire this up this weekend. I thought it was very, very okay. Um, All right, more of a dark comedy than anything. I just have a hard time recommending it for any reason. It doesn't do anything that's like all that special there's a baby for those of She's the listeners unfamiliar with it, with it holy yeah <laughs> that's what i was that's what i was going into there's a baby that she is pregnant with and it seems to be influencing her to kill without spoiling anything else well there you go um there it, it kind of delves into some relationshipy aspects as well that i obviously won't get into in this segment more of a dark comedy than anything i i thought it was very okay so how good of a dark comedy Fair is enough. it? Is it funny? There are moments that are actually pretty funny, yeah. Okay. Like I found myself laughing at a few things for sure. But it There you go. At the end of the day, I I did think that it was relatively forgettable. Sure. The other one I saw. Mark just watched. We had a little bit of a discussion about it. I hadn't seen it, so Jack abruptly cut me off very rudely. <laughs> Gerald's game. <laughs> Okay. So Netflix also super low barrier to entry. I'd heard great things about this one. I liked the movie outside of the exact same complaint. Like I have the exact same complaint as I had when you were describing it and that I thought of from seeing the trailer after seeing it. Like I thought that everything that it did outside of the central premise of you can't get out of this like trap that you're in as a woman who's handcuffed to this bed alone. Um, Outside of that, which is central to the movie's success, it was good. But that was a what? big failure. Like, you could absolutely get out of that very easily doing what I'm oh. talking about. There are they're reinforced bedposts, Jake. They are not. They are wooden. No, they're reinforced. He says <laughs> See, there's, that's the thing. He, says, so he says there's rebar inside of the bedpost. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, there's a... There's a mo- there, I mean, without I getting too that. spoilery... it. You know, she's hallucinating, but it, there is a line in there that says that they're reinforced. What? Well, that seems, that, seems, <laughs> that seems like an exceedingly lazy way. Like, why would you not just make it? Because I, I missed it, A. So it's not that obvious. B, um, why would you question. not just make the bed more obviously inescapable? It is made of a rich mahogany. It doesn't make sense. It seems like something that's easy to fix, and they they, they didn't do it. Uh yeah, I mean there's a there's a level of suspension of disbelief that you need to have, which is tough. Eh, yeah, but if you I don't know, I've never really struggled with it. If you're willing to just shill kind of a ridiculous premise, I'm I'm willing to get over that initial barrier and you know pick up what you're laying down. I don't know. It was a tough one for me. I mean, everything it did after that, you there there was a period where I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna get over it, watch the movie for what it is. Um. Pretty spooky, I guess, and very cool, very unique. I wasn't expecting the sounds spook like, factor at all. I agree. So that caught me off. It guard. sounds like an overall recommend from you. Yeah, it is. I don't think people have as much of a problem with the whole bed scenario as I did. And to Mark's point, there was that line, I guess, that they threw in, which is fucking lazy. Um, but whatever, <laughs> kudos that they at least mentioned it. At least they thought about it. Yeah, I guess. It was a recommend from me. No, as well, I haven't seen the record. 
I haven't seen this film. Do I need to bleep what Mark said about it, claiming that it wasn't a spoiler earlier? Claiming that what wasn't a spoiler? That there's a hallucination involved. No, you don't. It's no, the very basic premise. Yeah. I know, but I'm just I'm just trying to not spoil The very it. basic premise includes the fact that she is in a situation where she is trapped and is without food or water. It's a psychological right. horror. Yeah. Jack. All right. Well, that's some pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's all I have this week. Yes, I mean, Jake. it hasn't been a full week, so I'm just trying to check some things off the list. Uh, I'm going to jump in here and go next because I just don't have much. Uh, <laughs> I was in trial this week, and uh, so I didn't have a lot of chance to watch a lot of shit going on. To I clarify, you were to on watch, trial? though, in trial. Mm-hmm. Mark, Mark was on trial. In trial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I watched uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. A little bit of comfort food late night when I couldn't sleep and was feeling pretty bad about shit. Nice. So still a great movie. Jeez, that's it's fucking delightful. It's uh, it's all I've watched apart from our uh, feature presentation film. Still, this week. still has Mark a Saban. very unfortunate ending. <laughs> yeah, <very laughs> yes, super does. unfortunate. It, mm, uh, that might be the darkest ending of all. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what do you got going on? Okay. Uh, well, so you should have gone last because this would have been a good transition from Gerald's game. I watched uh, one of the other nineteen. Tw- I watched one of the other Netflix movies, uh, horror original things. I watched nineteen twenty two. Gerald's Game okay. was a Stephen King novel. This was also a Stephen King. I think this was technically a short story. Um, novella. Novella, yeah. There's there's a word for you. Of the trio of Netflix original horror movies that came out in October, 1922, Gerald's Game and The Babysitter, this is far and away the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is undeniable that it's set against a horror backdrop. Um, as you can tell from the trailer, there's murderous rats and shit's getting real but ultimately this is like just sort of a depressing family drama about a guy whose life is falling apart i like i like a modicum of fun in my horror movies i don't like them to just be slogs they they can be if they're like important and well written but this is just about a dude who's stubborn that's it (laughs) it did look pretty boring he makes some bad decisions and uh karma's a bitch turns out that's that's the I just I just saved you the entire movie. Uh, I do not recommend it. It's boring. It's the I, I will say this: the scenes that have the horror elements in them are actually pretty well executed. But there's I think three of them. <laughs> um. So yeah. Ultimately, if you're if you're sitting down to watch this one, it's because it's a drama, and not necessarily for the horror elements. Fair enough. You got anything else? I have. Two more things. Uh, the first of which oh. is is Havenhurst. Um, oh, yeah. This was my dark horse that you guys made fun of me for back in February. Yeah, because it looked stupid. Well, I can't recall. Can you explain? I make fun of you for most things. I, yeah, I know. I, I realize it all gets lost amongst the reeds. But um, this was basically it's a haunted halfway house. It's, it's like in the middle of Chicago. Um, you move into this place, and if you get evicted, you get evicted by ghosts. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> yep. Uh, this one ended up being, uh, I guess, smarter than I was anticipating. It's not just ghosts, I guess, as a very minor spoiler. You get that pretty early on. How dare you? This is this is kind of one part House of Leaves, one part Devil in the White City, and about a billion parts generic haunted house movie. Now, this ended up being interesting, but ultimately I think it's best as background fodder. This would be a great one to just kind of have on while you're 
doing something else while you're typing something up or watching football on another screen or something. Well, you're typing something. Now, Marcus, I recall this was the trailer in which every line of dialogue was a maxim. I have no clue at this point. All the trailers are the same, Jack. <laughs> that is was the movie like that? Or was there actual dialogue that sounds like speech between human beings? Well, there was actual dialogue. I, I didn't have any problem with the actual script or anything like that. Okay. Uh, it actually was... A, I mean, the, the contrivances they put in here are actually relatively interesting. Um... I it it, it kind of has an it just lacks the X factor to kind of tie everything together. Maybe it's just that the acting isn't phenomenal. Maybe it's that the writing's not perfect. But there's just something that doesn't quite fit there. Uh, but the, this would be like a great Andy Dalton movie. This is just dead center of the pack. Mm. Palatable. Is Andy this Dalton and still Blair Andy Witch Dalton. Project Two, Book of Shadows. Yeah, Mark, your Andy Dalton line is all over the fucking map, man. All of these are very good Andy Dalton lines. We might need a new line. Jesus. I don't know if Andy Dalton still <laughs> till, still toes that line. Now, Mark, I had to check you on one thing. When you said it's a kind of like a part Devil in the White City, I'm assuming you mean there's a shitload of PBR in this movie. Is that correct? There's absolutely no PBR in this movie. Okay, great. Terrific. Uh, I'm going to move along to my last one. This is one that's available on Netflix. It is called... Uh, so, this was the one I was confusing a, a few <laughs> weeks ago. Jake, you watched A Dark Song. This is Dark Signal. Totally different yes. movies. I'm assuming totally different. Uh, I haven't seen Dark Song, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume so. This is the one about the radio station where they're like doing a seance on air and they end up channeling a lady who was already murdered. We we did this on HRR, like in one of the first HRRs. This is over a year old. Uh, I would have said this was a year and a half old, maybe like May or June, something like that. Yeah, it is. I think you're probably mixing this up with Shortwave. (laughs) It's it's a pretty common trope. I mean, probably. Does this movie have Doc in it? (laughs) Is Doc in this movie? Uh, no, it does not. Who the fuck is in this movie? What movie are you talking about? I'm talking... Enlighten us, Mark. Mark. for the record. Talk Dark more Signal about Short is... Okay, so it's us. based in, like, northern... Oh, yeah, Dark... I don't even know what movie you're talking about. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> Well, I haven't seen that. Dark Signal is based in, like, northern England-ish. I'm not really sure exactly where it's supposed to be set, but it's in, like, the rural countryside of the United Kingdom. Uh, there is a killer on the loose, a serial killer, and... Uh, on the last night of one of the local radio stations operating, they bring in a um, a local psychic to do a seance, and she ends up channeling this this girl who was just murdered. Uh, That's mostly what the the trailer leads you to believe. That subplot is almost non-existent in the the movie. Uh, This is basically just (laughs) a straight-up slasher girl getting stalked in the woods type of movie. Um... This is also actually pretty good background fodder. I I would say I enjoyed this maybe a hair better. It does get better as it goes along. Um, And honestly, I'm giving it most of its credit because they used a tire iron as a really phenomenal prop. They actually turned into a lighting prop. (laughs) Yeah, which is pretty impressive. Weird. Uh, It's got its... Uh, Time for a fact check, jerk off. We covered this on our May 2016 horror release roundup so almost exactly a year and a half ago blam and for a bit of for a bit of background so we can just make sure that we're clear on all these movies the one that i was confusing this with was (laughs) the sound that has christopher lloyd in it which we covered in september of this year so my memory's doing a good job (laughs) oh man yeah it all checks uh i'm giving this one almost the exact same score as haven earth this is basically just your straight up standard slasher getting chased through woods getting chased through a big ass house 
type of movie. They do some creative stuff here, but it's not worth writing home about. Okay. Well, that was a messy fucking intro, but I think we got there. It's time to go to the feature presentation, but be warned, listener, because there will be spoilers for the movie Found Footage 3D in our feature presentation. I already spoiled the whole thing in my beer selection. It's in 3D. There's 3Ds. Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2016's Found Footage 3D. Uh, We put the call out for horror movie suggestions. This one came to us from the awesome podcast, My Neighbors Are Dead, so go check them out. But first, download all our shit. That first, then check their shit out. Mm. Um, After they recommended it, Jake, you picked from the list of recommendations and selected this particular one. I pulled both of you assholes in the process. You kind of did. Now, we are going to get into the 30-second plot synopsis real soon, but first... The three of us did not watch exactly the same film because, Mark, you and I watched found footage 3D, parenthetically, the 2D version. Jake, I'm given to understand you watched one of the two different There are actually four different versions. available versions. Yes, I watched... Versions of this movie. Yeah. I watched <laughs> oh, good. the, uh, like, red cyan, red blue, whatever, old school cardboard glasses the janky, version. The janky 3D yeah, version. The, that's the only kind of 3D, man. <laughs> Get out of here. Mark, what are the... How are there? I understand there's also a 3D TV one. So I, I kind of understand the other what you're saying. There's four total versions. There's 3D uh, blue red version. There's 3D stereoscopic TV version. There's 2D, and then there's another 3D that's like the director's commentary one. Yeah, there's like a track. Yeah. There's also a 2D director's cut. So there's five total Huzzah. versions available of this film. If you have Shatter. <laughs> yes uh, is this exclusively available through shutter i don't know for at least a time i mean kind of depending on how is. you look at it you okay can i don't get know for how long Amazon with a shutter subscription but whatever i like Jesus to muddy the waters Christ, cool good distinction thank you good distinction <laughs> okay we're gonna dive all the way into this movie and all the differences between the versions we watched but really first one difference jake you picked this thing yeah. and you know what that means 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock and it's gonna start when you start hit us with a 30 second plot synopsis Kind of a hard one, so I'm going to go another direction with this, and it's probably not going to take 30 seconds, so I'm wasting some of that time right now. We have a group of people, filmmakers, in Texas, and they are making a found footage movie. They're going to do it in a really novel and interesting way, so it's better than all the other drab out there. They're going to film it in 3D. They set off to do it, and they find themselves becoming part of their movie, which means they were setting out to make a movie about a haunted house where a husband and wife go to solve some shit. Eventually, they're being haunted at that haunted house, and the husband and wife are in some shit time time remarkably good i mean yeah kind of a hard one to like really get into you cannot get into the weeds with it or i don't know if there are uh, weeds here so there are if you get at all into the weeds there are some you're gonna be all the way into the weeds if you start trying to get too much into what makes it meta which you could easily do okay oh i don't want to bring this up before what What the movie movie is right we're gonna get into it right now because it's what the movie is right jack (laughs) no no we're not first we're getting into a few other things Oh, God. what was your association with this film prior to your selecting it? Well, Jack, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I knew it existed. I knew it had been recommended to us by our friends over at My Neighbors Are Dead. And outside of that, not much. We'd seen the trailer. I had some opinions on it because found footage 3D. It was promising to be a pretty meta take on the found footage genre. I know Mark likes that, so that's always fun to talk with him about. (laughs) And... The thing that I really wanted to see 
which is a little bit masochistic, I guess, is the trailer for this one. I remember feeling like it really fucking spoiled a lot of things. Yes. And I wanted to see how much, how far it actually went. Uh, yes. Turns out, I would, I would argue turns out no (laughs) lots. Uh, you might be arguing. I think that it's not all that important at the end, but it still was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Mark, after hearing Jake's, I assume that all three of us are in the same boat. We'd all heard of the movie, watched the trailer. Yeah. The only thing I would add is that this was my dark horse from August. I think of this year. Uh, I was interested in it obviously because it's found footage and that's sort of my bag. Um, but yeah, outside of that, definitely hadn't seen, I hadn't really heard anything about it. Uh, but you know what? The trailer was charming. The trailer was kind of charming, and I'm, I'm going to be very interested to talk about that. But first, let's let's uh, let's get into what in the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits into. Jake, yes, the layup. are you going to take the layup, or are you going to go deep? That's Those are uh, two go, different sports. Those are two different sports, Jack. How about an in-between? I'll do an in-between. <laughs> what sport does that fit into? <laughs> Is it fat, skinny, or an in-between? Uh, paranormal. Yeah. Yeah, it is. it is paranormal. That's hard to argue with. Not the layup, though. It's like a long two. It isn't the layup. It isn't the layup. I'll take it. It's a found footage movie. Hello. I don't know if it is, Jack. Nailed it. Explain yourself. Uh, It's... They find some footage. Actually, nobody ever finds... Well, so actually, that's kind of a funny Um, note. The opening... The opening screen is the standard opening screen from found footage movies where it's like their bodies were never found or whatever, but this footage was recovered. But that's clearly not what happened to their footage because that's them editing it for their own movie. It's the play within the play thing that's happening. So. Mm. Right. Yep. Uh, it is found but, footage. I mean, it it's is also, footage. I'm going to go Mark? haunted house. I mean. Kind of. It ta- like not enough happens in the actual Christ. house itself. Okay. I feel like, but haunted haunted it, outdoors. It, I, then I, I, what do, I, what do you want from me? Haunted area. It's a haunted but, area. Yeah, people getting fucked. I wanted you to say people getting fucked within the woods, which is another one. We're going snake this that. time. It's not that. <laughs> it's that. The I mean, the house is in the woods. It's like a it's they're like in a, sleeping bags. It's like a haunted house. Kind of. They're all isolated in the woods. Okay, Bol- probably both of in those Northern California. are either accurate or inaccurate, and they're together in that. But I think fate. Yeah, I think we nothing else applies. Nothing. Cool. Which is going to lead us into what the movie does right. Oh, Jake, correctly. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. What does the movie do right? I think novelty should be noted here. I mean, I name another movie in the genre that is 3D. Uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D. <laughs> Name two. Piranhas in 3D. Piranha oh, 3D. Yes. <laughs> pretty novel. Oh, Piranhas. Uh, Mark with the assist. Still pretty novel. I'm not even going to try to keep making you name things. Still pretty novel. Uh, this is the first one that I've seen in horror that is a 3D take on the genre. I think that doing it with found footage in particular is pretty cool. So I was excited about that coming in. I think that you can't really say that that's something it did wrong, can you? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I. It's an interesting point. I give it points for novelty for doing the found footage thing in 3D. I think that the absolute novelty, my bloody Valentine 3D, was such a big deal. I remember the trailers for that with a guy with just like a generic in a world voice coming on and be like, "It's a horror." I gotta movie tell you, in 3D. So I don't give them a huge number of points for just 
there are few things in this world that are more interesting than watching a trailer for a 3d movie on a 2d screen where they're trying to be like but look how much cooler 3d is we can't show it to you but this this would blow your mind if you could see so this viewing experience must have been like a hundred minutes no they really don't beat beat you over the head with it i mean i think you're kind of aware when they first take the thing out honestly if if I was if I went in unaware of the fact that there actually was a 3D version, I would have been moderately surprised finding out that there was one. Yeah, yeah, Jake, I was aware you had the 3D glasses, so I knew there was a 3D version, mm-hmm. but I was looking for elements of what that 3D would look like, like where they're trying to have something reach out at you, and I, Which there's is, not a lot. In frankly, there. I think yeah, that's it exists. It's more a good for... transition into one of the things that I was going to say. Uh, that might be one of the things this movie does right. I feel like it would have actually been kind of immersion-breaking and weird if they had, like, the specter itself or something reaching out of the... Like, they're, they're amateur filmmakers who have never shot in 3D, who have never... They went into this thinking they weren't shooting in 3D, and then it got sprung on them in the last second. So it would almost be kind of weird if they executed it well, and they still shoot the movie as though it were a 2D movie. Because they ultimately didn't change their script. Sure. Yeah, I don't think sure. that they're capable of flipping on a dime like that. So I, it makes a certain level of sense. I would say though that I buy that. I would say though that just on the 3D element, being the only one that was able to watch the movie in 3D, there are certain aspects you get particularly. I felt like there was a big disconnect or difference between night shots and day shots, and it actually really shined during the night shots. I thought a lot of that. I thought had some added value. There were particularly in the early running of the movie where it was more the build of the tension rather than, Hey, things are actually actively happening. There was some cool little nuance to the depth of the house itself and the dark shadowed areas that with the 3d glasses on, I found myself like looking for something that's happening in the added element of being able to, in a fake way, see that depth. I have a really helped. Yes, go. Here we I go. have some Don't questions myself. First off, did you watch the entire movie with the red blue glasses on? Or was it just like a few scenes? Yes, it told you to put them okay. on at the start. It's like we're going to enter 3D eventually but start wearing your glasses now. Cool. So I followed did you orders. take your glasses off at any point to see what it looked like without the glasses? And? Yes. Thoughts? It looked like when you're looking at a 3D thing without 3D glasses on. There was red and blue. Like blurry okay. and shit? Yeah, a little bit. Secondly, Thirdly, whatever number I'm on, uh, what's the color like? Bad. I mean, it's red bluish. It's <laughs> it's better than when the glasses are right. off, but it's still abundantly clear that you have a red thing over your left eye. And a I blue guess thing I was kind of right curious. Eye. We all wore those glasses in like sure. second grade when they came in our cereal boxes, and obviously the color on whatever the thing you were yeah. looking at was bad. But I was just sort of curious. You know, twenty five years of innovation or whatever. Have they been able to figure out that you can just way turn down like the red and blue saturations in each channel? Yeah, I mean, let me be perfectly clear about this. I don't think that the intended 3D experience for this movie is with those glasses. glasses. It's with the glasses that would show with like a 3D TV. But I guess what I'm saying is... Sure. So I think that this is like the... I, I, I mean, I don't have a 3D TV, obviously, but... I think there's a certain charm <laughs> yeah. to having worn those glasses yeah, while I was watching a movie. That Nobody except nice. 11 rubes who yeah. bought a 3D TV when it was popular in 2014 have a 3D TV. Um, 
and honestly, kudos to the to the filmmakers for doing that. I wonder how hard it is to translate it into the red blue thing. I doubt it's that difficult, but I don't know. I bet there's probably something you can do that's just a quick button and, and yeah. it like does the whole thing. I do. It is okay, an Jake. interesting note, Jack. The entire 3D concept with this movie is fascinating because I guess they started production in like early 2014, which is right. Which this to me 3D. seems like a movie. It yeah, that's what my first thought was too, and it's like it just took so long to get out that like they didn't have the, the benefit of TV. seeing what happened with 3D <laughs> and how it was not adopted in the market. Yeah, so it seems like a movie that yeah. just kind of missed the mark. And even in cinema, we've moved on to 4DX now. That's the big the thing in cinema 4DX. experiences. Yeah, 4DX is a special kind of movie where the special mark. chair moves around and you get wet and it's smell a vision. It's a ride. All sorts of Jack. stuff, Mark. It's 4D extreme. <laughs> Someone comes in so and punches die. you when there's a fight scene. I'll tell you what. I saw the Suicide Squad in 4DX <laughs> for reasons I don't care to get into. Um, I got genuinely drenched. It was awful. It was one of my least favorite things <laughs> well, I've ever done with my life. Is see the, Pay $45 to see frankly, the Suicide Squad in 4DX. Watching the, watching the Suicide Squad man. under any circumstances is going to be the worst thing that ever happens to you in your life. How about you pay $45 to and get assume, soaked while doing it, Mark, I assume you bought at and least 10 tickets because you meant to go awful. and then you accidentally canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody else bought the tickets. Pay I just attended. <laughs> I, was, I, I was not in charge of that particular endeavor. Is this a team-building exercise? No, the, the, we don't even... In Boise, we don't even have a 4DX theater. This was in... Uh, <laughs> shit, different city. This is a great story. This is a great story. I, I was still it's in the middle of the 3D though. thought. So they started production in yes. early 2014, right? And there's a note that yeah. I, I saw that they had planned on this like two years prior. So that's putting you into 2012. I looked at Google Trends just for Whoa, 3D TV research. as like in the US a web search. And from that point when they would have been starting the movie, it is like a waterfall drop off in terms of popularity and monthly <laughs> search volume. So it just kind of goes to show how this could have all played out. And it could, I mean, ultimately it could just be a really good example of some cost. You know theory what though? At play. I, feel I don't, I don't know what that. cost theory is, but Oh, sunk cost. Yeah, sunk perfect. cost okay. theory. So, they're like, yeah, we have this idea, we're sticking to it. I, that makes sense, but I think it actually works kind of either way. Because what 3D has turned into is like a weird, cheap addition. Yeah, it's a punchline. Punch it's like things, it's something you add to yeah, be like I think trendy I agree, and tropey. And that's kind of almost exactly mm-hmm. what they were going with here. So it's it's the I opposite of you. damned if you do, yeah. damned if you don't. Because had 3D taken off, it would have been you know, sure, successful yeah. had three had three done exactly what it did where it just went into the shitter. Yeah. Now they're looking, now it looks kind of, it doesn't look smart in the like intelligence sense, but smart in the humor sense where they're trying to make fun of 3d. Yeah. It's funnier for right. it. Right. Yeah. Jake, I, I like the point and I, I like, uh, what you say it means. I don't like the precedent you've set of doing some research. Oh, that's for the not, show. that's never good. Uh, yeah, no, Jack I don't, never I don't want anybody to expect that. I'm not going to continue. Time. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we think the movie does right? I'm going to say the humor is is one of the things this movie does right. You can cutting. Hold on, hold on. Cutting is out it? all the meta stuff because I I do actually like that. I have a feeling you guys will disagree. The actual like on screen humor that isn't associated with the 
self-awareness of the film. Like, the sound guy himself is fucking hilarious. The whole, like, speech he gives about how yeah, he hates funny. Ben Affleck. <laughs> I love... Okay, that scene was awesome. Uh, and then they do this whole scene of, like, the woman screaming in the woods, and everyone's, like, out there trying to find the, you know, what's happening, and then they just stumble upon, like, two people banging in the barn. <laughs> Yeah, the I mean, I guess that's a little bit of self-awareness is leaking into that one, because that's obviously a trope that they're playing off of. But this movie is filled with funny people doing funny things, and that makes it pretty enjoyable to watch. Sure. Uh, I I'll, I'll, I want to exclude the main dude from this, because I don't find any of his forced humor funny, and I didn't find any he's, of the... He's a bit of a douche funny. Canoe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's, yeah, he's just kind of a pawns, like... Nothing about. I didn't love his character, but I also didn't he's like not the a way character, he, he he's portrayed. He's a plot it. device, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a really um, yes. And he plays the plot it. device very well, but that doesn't mean it's good or interesting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to say about what the movie does right. I think okay. to a certain extent the the effects are interesting it kind of piggybacks on some of the novelty certainly with doing it in 3d i can't speak a whole lot to that but they get some credit for doing that kind of a thing but the effects don't certainly don't look bad i mean apart from the smoke monster at the end which i'm sure we'll get into at some point most of the effects look fine the blood i think looks pretty good the floating chairs it's it's enough out of focus and zooming around and they, <laughs> they, blur they it do out a good job of recognizing it looks they they do a, no exactly they do a good job of recognizing that they can't give their characters good flashlights because that would show the wires of the yeah. shitty effects they have so they have to give them the worst flashlights I've ever seen. Yeah. Their flashlights That's have of its own incandescent right. but at least they recognize and D batteries. That's how bad they are. <laughs> but at least they recognized what they needed to do to sell their effects, and that I liked. But all of that also piles on to the whole found footageness. Of yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I what I have a question. What's kind the of. opposite of a nitpick? A genuine concern? No, like no, a no, good, a good. So it's like a small thing something, that it something does small right. that it does right. Oh, ooh! I think this is so far. Un- this is like uncharted territory. I don't know if humanity's need, ever discovered. We need to this. workshop. We need to it. think of a name. This is this is we have a and luckily you guys <laughs> are great at naming. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna end up naming this opposite <laughs> of nitpick. So my opposite of nitpick that I'm including here because I think we're transitioning away it's from catchy, what the movie like does right, and I wanted to touch on this: the play within the play that is happening, the found footage movie that they're shooting within the found footage movie, involves as yep. a heavy plot point, as far as we're aware, a dude kicking a map into a river. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> lost my shit when they mentioned that specific. Line. Very small detail. Yeah. Yep. Totally appreciate it. Yep. Um. Okay. okay, I have two thoughts based on that. First thought based on that. The guy, when he's freaking out, the director, and he, I, I know he's your brother, but I fucking hate him. And he, there have been, what, two good found footage? Two, no, he says two halfway decent found yep. footage movies in the last 15 years. What? I mean, so this was filmed 14. maybe 2012, 2014 era. 14. He's talking about... He's talking about the Blair Witch Project I, and Paranormal I, brought, activity, I had this right? in my notes that I wanted to ask. I don't know. That was what I had written down, and that's what I would assume. What else are you going to throw it. into Let's that category? Okay, pile it on. I like this. Yeah. I like it. Those are the two. No, there, there are more. Those I mean, are the two you'd consider wreck, the maybe? best. I mean, maybe. Wreck I unquestionably there. would. I was going to say wreck. That would have been the th- wreck. Could be wreck is there. a third for sure. Those are the three. Sure. 
If there is a you might, you might more of found footage films, those three are on it, and I don't know what the fourth is. You, you might, you might talk, yeah. And if you're, I don't think you're bumping the Blair Witch Project for Wreck, but yeah, you might the, bump on, the only thing is, I don't, I don't really think that's fair. I'm not banking on these guys having a high opinion of foreign films, if that makes sense. You don't know that, Mark? Why? Because they're from yeah. Texas. I mean, oh, okay. I, from their perspective, foreign films is anything made outside of Texas, I would argue, but yeah. Probably. I thought this was shot in the Sierra Nevada. So I was think one. I'm that confused. was kind of... Yeah, Jack, what the fuck, It sure man? was. It was shot there. That's where it was shot, probably. And they're all pale, Mark. So, that was thing one. Not that pale. Thing two. Jake, with the 3D glasses on. Yeah. Here's something I was really curious about. There's a lot of scenes of them looking at a computer screen of their own footage yes. while other things happen. Yes. What... What was it? 3D coming off of their computer screen it was too. too? It was, How did that so work? it's a great question. It, I did think about it, and it was too hard to tell. Like the 3D, <laughs> if you you know what I mean. The 3D effect, like uh-huh. you could see the depth of the computer, and then like the chair beside the computer, and all of that, but you could not see through the screen that same chair in sure contrast that, to the computer. Like it did not go. I mean. Ad infinitum. Realistically, what they did was they filmed the computer screen and put on like the effects later. So they would have to have in post gone back in and made that effect 3D, which would have cost an absorbent sum of money. Infinite regression. Look, I was just asking if they did. I would have liked it. No infinite regression. Uh. Anyway, that was my two questions. I I think that's a good I place have, to talk I about have the a movie few more wrong, unless anybody else is in burning i'm, I'm liking oh, this opposite okay. of nitpick train shit. um what were your guys Good, thoughts Let, let's pause for a second this might be wrong this might be right what were your guys thoughts on the execution of the specter in general short of it actually coming to life uh, obviously that doesn't look great but like so yeah i have something to say about this one because didn't look good obviously <laughs> no but it's one of those things that i was kind of suggesting earlier where it goes out of its way to address the fact that they don't have the budget. Why would you make it CG? I could make CG good. That conversation that happened kind of gives it a I pass. Agree. Because it's like, if no, okay. No, we're not good transition to go to what any other wrong. way. It wouldn't have the same punchiness just, that just, it has. Because this is primarily look, a comedy. Doing a meta commentary on how shitty something is doesn't give you a license to do that shitty thing. And this movie is full of that it it, it yeah i i agree it's a very treacherous but before we go down walks. that road i am just curious and i think it does short a of what job. the effects look like so they have this they have the early scenes where the thing shows up only in the film and then it like erases itself they have the scene where it like cuts her arm. i actually like the first time where it's like behind the window that's cool i like that a lot yeah and on okay, the film, yeah that's, that's what cool. i was gonna yeah. say is i think that's something that's that this creepy. movie does pretty well i was curious if you guys actually thought that as well but obviously when it goes off the rails i certainly the end, do it's regrettable cg no i like the creepier i do think yeah. there's some creep factor especially like the first thing where it's kind of silhouetted behind the window and then disappears that stuff is relatively cool i know earlier jack said that outside of a couple of jump scares this doesn't have much going on for it i would i would yeah. be opposed to that i, w- I, I mean yeah it's it's probably like an 80 20 mixture jump scare 20% creep factor. Okay, so I... I That goes off the rails at the disagree. end. Can we, like, I can we that... just subtract the last 10% Look, of the movie from our I'm, conversation I'm, I... for now? 
Mark, I am currently excluding the end from that. Okay. I think this movie... Can I start talking about what it does wrong yet? Because, no. oh my god. <laughs> I I disagree. I don't find... The jump scare... A couple of the jump scares were effective. But I didn't find any of the creep factor particularly good. I did like the scenes where you can see it in the background in the film. But they're so telegraphed. It's too much. And yeah. it didn't do anything for me. And I was already disliking the performances so much that I wasn't engrossed the way I would need to be for something appearing in the background when it's on film to have been an effective additive to a creep factor. That's fair. And since you're kicking down the door of what the movie does wrong, I'm going to get to the last thing I wanted to talk about. The scene where they're first travel, where, where they're on the road and they're talking to the two hillbillies and they're like, okay, these guys, okay, you guys, tell us this is a bad place to go. And then they do like a super kind of like snarky version of the scene. And then as they're signing the waiver, they actually say where they're going and the dude's like, oh, don't go there. That's a terrible place. <laughs> what were your That's thoughts? That's something the movie does wrong. I liked it. No, if you're these filmmakers and they actually say it, don't get freaked out and point the camera any which way. Just keep fucking filming. That's exactly what you wanted. Any which you're way. Not, and, and the filmmaker, they're not genuinely afraid of this stuff at first. There's no reason they should have gotten freaked out by that. Just keep fucking filming and you get what you want it was in oh yeah they were that's how we saw it yeah the whole thing is filmed it's it's footage (laughs) that was found wait what how does that work stupid it's so i did not like i did not think that scene was something it did right i thought i thought that scene was was pretty charming as as an intro to kind of the shtick of the movie i thought they did it pretty well what kind of person is aware of a place they're going to tell someone not to go but is wholly incapable of expressing that feeling on camera. I understand there's bad actors and people unable to do that, but these guys were literally four seconds away from telling them not to go somewhere because bad things happened there. And they told them, tell us not to go there because bad things happened there, and they're just wholly incapable of it. Jack? No. I'm going to completely and utterly suspend your criticism until we get an acting reel out of you. (laughs) I could... (laughs) Mark? Yes? I am not a professional actor, nor do I make movies for a (laughs) living. Neither are these people. Wait, you can do that British thing, though. You can do the British accent. Oh, my lord. And I've heard you do a good Obama. Can you do Obama real quick? Uh, Let me be clear. That was terrible. There you go. Okay, so speaking of what the movie does wrong. Speaking of impressions Um, that Jack does wrong. I want to go first. The no shit. Yeah, you can just go. <laughs> we can just let you go. Dog on a chain here. Let yeah, I'll be just... back in five minutes if you if you're good. Yeah. Look, this movie is all about pointing out meta things, pointing out tropes in found footage movies, pointing out things other found footage movies do wrong. It does jack shit to improve any of those things. It just does them all wholly and without reservation and does nothing to add to them. It just says, hey, isn't it stupid that found footage movies only use jump scares and have a bad jump scare at the end and have shitty CG because they can't afford to build real dread? Yes. Hey, guess what? We're doing all those and not adding to it. I would pocket that under a general complaint of like shallowness, I guess. It's not doing anything to subvert that, I guess. (laughs) Um, Okay, so to go along with Mark's comment about me doing acting... This oh, is kind of like the time I tried to do stand-up, which I have tried to do, and it did not go well. Oh, really? my God. Um, I Yes. So I had I had a little... I had a tight five minutes. I had happening? a tight five. What is happening? I had humorous observations about things this is that were nothing. stupid, but I didn't have a punchline to them. I didn't have any way to develop them into any thought beyond I noticed them and they were weird. 
And that's what this movie is. Give us Isn't a few. A Give us a few, thing? Jack. Come on. No, no. Come I've on. Asked, one. No. Give us I one. I think somebody might have a recording of that. No, no it's not happening. Oh. What but possessed so I... you to do this? Uh, and is know. it on film try anywhere? Try doing stand up. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's be honest. It was whiskey that possessed me to Fair. do it. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> yeah, I would put all of that under a general category of shallowness. It doesn't do anything to raise the bar or subvert those various points that you just made. I think that not doing that is certainly a crime that it commits. I, I it's really difficult to defend it on that front. I agree. I will defend it on that front. Go. As a matter of fact, I know you will. It's a found footage movie. Yeah, it is infallible by that regard. Okay, so uh, explain. So, Here's the thing. There is a, and I don't know if they're trying to evoke this, but this is the vibe I got out of it. There is a very noticeable trend in that a lot of people exhibit where they're exceptionally aware of the faults of other people. And then like literally 15 seconds later, they do the exact same thing and Mm -hmm. it just goes right over their head. Like they'll be complaining to you about like, you know, how passive aggressive that person is or whatever. And then 15 seconds later, they're being passive aggressive. I'm not subtweeting anyone in that conversation. That's an entirely made up yeah. uh, hypothetical scenario. But you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what this type, what this movie does is they say, man, isn't it funny that like all of the writing is this way? And for like the first 50% of the scene, they're self-aware of it and they're shooting it. And they're like, no, we need to make it more dramatic or whatever. But they don't And then make as soon as the cameras turn off, they fall into that so role themselves. the movie themselves. is that. Yeah. There's like an infinite regression going on with the movie. This actually kind of plays into what I was talking about just a minute ago with how the, I think this is, I mean, it's it's a horror movie, but it's also, we probably could have potted this in horror comedy as well when we were talking about yeah, what the I fuck agree. subgenres, because exactly what you're talking about, Mark, is it plays into that overall humor factor. I agree with you. That's happening. I kind of disagree in the fact that that's defensible because in the end, it kind of creates for a frustrating experience overall. It's well, look, funny, it's, but it's, it's also it's, frustrating. It's like the little kid that just keeps saying the same thing for a while. It's really funny to listen to him as he blathers on, but after look, a while, you're like, stop. Just stop. It's a, it's the a Cabin subjective. in the Woods takes horror tropes and does interesting things with them. After pointing them out, changes them into something original and cool. This points out the horror tropes. But there is kind them. of a humor in falling into your own trap. Yes, exactly. And look, 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 look. I'll admit it is a subjective and fuzzy line because I am I am the first person on this on this podcast to say, look, you make an intentional B movie and Mm -hmm. it's terrible. You intentionally make a bad movie. It's a bad movie that you made intentionally. Yes. There is a line where you have to be charmed by the people on screen. And I think I was charmed by especially the sound guy. I don't know what his name was off the top of my head, but. In general, him and a few of the other supporting characters, maybe not the main couple, but the other supporting characters do a yeah, good enough yeah. job that I was drawn in by the humor. I was drawn in by the sound guy. I think he did a very good job. But that leads me into another thing I think the movie does wrong. I didn't like the acting apart from the sound guy. And I guess the uh, the PA. Sound guy. She does a fine job. Yeah, she yeah, gets everybody else I... real well. Everyone else I thought did a very bad job. We should we should pause out, we should movie. pause to say Scott Allen Perry is sound guy Carl and Jessica Perrin plays Lily the PA. Yeah. I think apart from them, people it's not that they do a bad job, but when you're making a movie as meta as this, you have to be on your fucking game enough to 
not just, eh, just too much, right? Because you have him acting on screen, trying to act like an actor being over the top, but it looks the same as him when he's on screen from the quote behind the scenes footage as an actor, like himself personally being over the top. And it's not, he, I don't think had the talent to distinguish the two sufficiently. So you wanted two characters out of him. Yeah. You I wanted the amateur actor there was to be an a element of the movie where it was like all becoming true or just flat was their found footage was what was happening to them to where I didn't really care about the difference between him as an actor in the movie they were making and an actor in the movie that we were seeing as a whole. I would have been I would have needed that less if his re quote real persona had been more believable. You're talking about the main guy. Yeah. Okay, so button on that for one second. I think the fact that because I bought this thing hook, line, and sinker, and it sounds like you bought this thing about zero percent. So to me, yep. that implies that they hit the fuzzy line like right in the dead center, which probably isn't. <laughs> but you don't want to do that, right? You want to be on the intelligent side of that. Obviously, that's more difficult writing wise and cinematography wise and all that stuff. But they, at, at least to a certain subset of the audience, and I'll admit I'm a found footage fanboy. I think they nailed it pretty well. Okay. But didn't to get to get back to what you were saying, now that we're transitioning into out of what the movie does medium and into what the movie does wrong. <laughs> I feel like he, I've been there for he's a while. He's been there for the whole fucking time. Well, yeah, but now you're just dragging me into it. The oh, okay. on-screen relationship between uh the main guy, Derek, and his and his ex-wife. Oh my god. Uh it's Amy, terrible. It's hard to watch. Uh I don't ever like these movies that are just like Let's watch people scream at each other for 15 minutes. Huzzah! Not even believably scream, though. This doesn't even feel genuine. No, I mean, honestly, that's a. I think that's a hard scene generally to do. Uh, but yeah, you're doesn't right. Mean you don't have to get it right. It doesn't look good. And it also doesn't like, even if they did it well, it wouldn't be fun to watch because it's just two people arguing and no one likes to watch that. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing about that scene. She screams and everything explodes out of the cupboard. She closes her mouth and storms off. Yeah, if that uh, happened, she'd not- be like, whoa, wait a second, what the fuck? Am I a superhero? Look, like, I've been in some fights with my wife before, and if I was able, to, if I thought halfway during that fight I was able to move things with my mind, I would not care about what was happening in that fight anymore. Yeah, like, Hold, Hold on, on. Like, now I'm happy. Everything we were just <laughs> talking about, about is this no fight. longer important. You're right, I'm sorry. Can we talk about how I can probably move plates with my mind? Yeah. But you guys, you guys are aware of the fact that it was all, like, they were shooting that scene. It was rigged to do exactly yeah, that. Yeah, but it wasn't supposed to do it at that time. They said it was, like, unplugged. Yeah, but she it didn't know still... that. She had already left. So she was no, fine it with would, it. No, sh- it would phase her, Mark. It wasn't supposed to happen then at all. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be, I was expecting this to happen, now I'm going to storm off. And you can say maybe that Maleficent force infested her or whatever. She was already but... possessed. Wait, did you say Fuck. Maleficent? Yes. Like the bad guy from Snow White? Or Is that Sleeping Beauty? It's also an adjective. I think you're meaning to say malevolent. I might yes. be. <laughs> Impossible to say. <laughs> no, it's the Maleficent force. It's the force of the witch from Sleeping Beauty. I mean, that's which is like the embodiment of evil, except she's just terrible at it, right? There you go. Uh, honestly, I don't know how to move past. She, you're right. <laughs> she should have. She should have acknowledged the fact that the prop went off, but she didn't react at, at all. all. At all. Yeah, that's 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 tough. There that's were hard. 
look, there were numerous scenes where it was tough to watch. The chief among them, in my opinion, was the bar scene where it was like, we're going to film ourselves sitting here drinking beer. Oh, wait a second. He's in there potentially hitting on the PA. I'm going to walk in and throw beer on him just to prove that like they're having a bad time. That this is a hundred and ten. I'm getting into another thing. This movie is too long, especially if you're wearing fucking cardboard, red, blue, 3D glasses. <laughs> it's too long. I cannot it's wear them. It's uncomfortable, okay? It's uncomfortable. Long. They could have scrapped that whole scene. We still would have understood that they were going through a rough patch. It would not have mattered one iota. It would not have mattered. Their relationship, 100% of the time, is one giant rough patch, except yeah. for the, the banging they do in the bar like, later. What was the need for going out to this bar just to get away to show that they were going to, like do something else for a bit like none. honestly all it did was show me how not as isolated as i thought they were they are I, it actively took away from that aspect of the film yes can we isolate what you just said and, and throw that in as a drop somewhere not as isolated <laughs> as it was they were they are is that what you said i don't, I don't know if that's what i said but i <laughs> they, like it close. was were and are that's like multiple periods of time at once <laughs> in one statement congrats <laughs> one thing i'll say about that whole thing at the bar I was looking down, uh, making notes on the movie, and I missed the scene where the guy actually like throws the beer on his buddy. Uh, what are you the talking wife? about? Hold, time out. His ex-wife throws beer on him. Well, I was looking down. I looked no up shit, and Mark. someone had beer on them. What's the point you're trying to make? <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that back. the response was utterly nonsensical. Oh, yeah. No, the whole scene is fucking stupid and useless. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you come in halfway through having looked up from making notes about the movie on your computer. <laughs> well, many scenes are stupid if you're not paying attention to the fucking movie. Ah, uh, you know, you but I feel like that's that's the difference. A good scene, A, you're probably not making notes in the middle of. B, you look up in the middle of and it, and it, it kind of makes sense. The reactions are organic and you're like, oh, that person just threw no, alcohol your, upon the other person. To your point, his reaction is like... Push my side arms to the sides like a robot and just stand there with my mouth agape, not saying anything for a few seconds. Yeah, it was it's honestly. Nonsense. I don't know. That it's would be so far down. Thrown on you in reality. How often does that happen? No, 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 you no. You wouldn't no. say if nothing, I get, Jake. If I, get... I know because I've spilled beer on you and you didn't say nothing. You said what the fuck, and then some other things I can't repeat while we're recording. Uh, you probably yeah, can. Look, if, if you get <laughs> if word. you get beer aggressively thrown on you, uh, that would be so far down my list of reactions. Uh, the the other thing is, earlier in the movie, he referred to this woman as a, a horrible word, beginning with C, while he was screaming at her. I feel like he would, when she throws beer on his person, he would not react with no words for he her. He would say that word again. Yeah, at least. He'd have to throw it into the swear jar a few times. Yeah. I don't know, you gotta mix up the vocab, man. Otherwise it's gonna get tired. He'd probably call her a shrew. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah. It's Shakespearean. Christ. Mark, you give us something the movie does wrong. We're getting closer to nitpicks on my end. Are we? Uh, are, we? are we Are we at nitpick station? I feel like Jack no. could go no? for a while, okay. so let's let him okay. do it. Jack, yeah. the chain has come um, off. Go. Okay. The, he has like one thing. While it was good of them to recognize that they had to work around how bad the effects were and provide their characters with lighting so bad that their effects looked halfway decent. It's very obvious that they were very cognizant of that fact. None of these people has a flashlight that works even at all, let alone headlamps, which you would use if you're staying somewhere or anything. They're fucking cheap. Get an LED flashlight from the this fucking... This is a nitpick. Yep, this is not a nitpick. Station. 
but but it's 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 beyond that because it's all of it. Every time they have to use effects, they shake everything so much, or it's so dark that it's so abundantly clear they're trying to hide that they don't have the budget to do better effects. But that's what's so that tough it was about not a movie like this. Seamlessly I gotta integrated. say, I did not take that away from this movie at all, at all. Oh my guys, god, guys! And then can I interject here with how yeah. clearly opposed you are? I'd like to just throw something out there that I don't think we use quite enough when we describe movies. Okay. This is a hard movie to review. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it, this one kind of is. I mean, we fuck around, but this is probably the most like clear cut candidate for that phrasing. I I didn't it's, have that hard time reviewing it. You have neither did vastly I. different. I mean, it's good that you have vastly different opinions, but there you are acknowledging the same thing. And your takeaways are wholly different, and they're because of what you are expecting because of that found footage meta-ness of it. You know what happened? You know what happened? What Jack happened, watched this in a bad mood. Guaranteed that's what happened. <laughs> Jack, I have a question for you. Yeah, Jake. Did you watch this in a bad mood? I don't think so. Oh, see? I don't think so. This was before my bad week. Was it a bad weekend, though? Were you hungover? No. You can't watch this movie hungover. Oh my god, I would have turned it off. I considered it, and I was like, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Because <laughs> you have to put these yeah, on. But, yeah, you have those stupid cardboard red-blue glasses. That the listener can see. Do you have any more significant complaints before we arrive at uh, America's favorite new train station? Nitpick Central? <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> Nitpicks! <laughs> Boo. Okay, so first off, the guy's wearing a t-shirt that says death to false tattooing. What the fuck? What point are you trying to make? What is a false tattoo? I think, Mark. I can name a few. It's not a point he's trying to make. There's a tattooing company with that name. Okay, fine. Fair. What What the hell is the point of that name, then? They didn't make a shirt for this movie. And if they did, they spent their money in the wrong fucking places. (laughs) <laughs> this is just a shirt that exists in the world, Mark. I would love that as a world building. I mean, I'm sure it's just a shirt that exists in the world. But, like, the difference is, you know, you have, like, what are you looking at, dick nuts type of shirts in other TV shows and movies it's that dick are nose. great. They're fun little, like, snippet You're referencing Sonny. Yes. And then and then there's a dude wearing death to false tattoos. You're choosing the wardrobe department, which I assume in this movie doesn't exist and it's just the people choosing what they're wearing. You're choosing what to wear, and you're choosing it because it makes a point. So what point are you trying to make? I thought it was Death to False Idols tattooing. Um, I It's been, I don't know, oh, two Oh, Jesus, I don't care. I have a I've question. This movie. I have a question. That yep. was stupid. Okay. But that's a how did a How did uh, Wife, how did Wife get the black eye? Uh, from them banging in the barn when he was being violent and they thought he was raping her. So was he? No, it kind of seems. Or are they just into the rough? rough Are they into the rough and dirty? Yeah, they're into the rough and dirty. I mean, he stops, and she asks him why he stopped. It's a pure hate fuck. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for them, I guess. Uh, here's another one that I have that's that's pretty common across the genre. If you're reviewing your own footage and you find something that's basically impossible to see. Such as you like have to slow it down, go frame by frame, turn up the contrast to a million percent. How the fuck do you see that on the first go around when you're just reviewing the dailies? 
Yeah, I'm with you. And sometimes, like, they they go out of their way to say there's a few frames missing and they have to do something to try and find them. This had none of that. Yeah. This was just, I have a hunch that if I zoom and enhance right here, I might see something. Yeah, I mean, to in fairness to the movie, this is something that is done across the genre. Like, Paranormal Activity 3 has this in spades. Again, Mark, doing a trope just because you're a meta movie doesn't make it, doesn't excuse it at all. I don't think that's a trope, though, is it? I don't think that's I, that's not acknowledged. You're saying anywhere it's done else. across the genre in spades, but it's not a trope. Yeah, I think no. This is something I have observed. It's it's a trope that I have created organically. What? Mark, what? <laughs> At best, it's a trope you've observed first. That's what I'm saying. How did you create it? What are you talking about? Well, because I observed it. To to create a trope, you observe it. Oh my God! This. <laughs> What would you call it? We'll have to workshop it. Uh, oh. I'm going to put that one in, in the queue behind not nitpick. Opposite of nitpick. Oh my god. Again, I totally agree with you. It's it's dumb and he shouldn't have been able to see it was there or see anything was wrong. He just happened to do whatever editing click he did at the right time and saw it. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. It's pervasive. It's like uh, the further, exact same on thing the is... nitpick train, in those editing scenes, there's absolutely no reason for you to have the webcam turned on yourself to see what's going on while you're editing the film, except that we, the viewer, can then see you trying to fall in no. love with your brother's no, ex-wife. No, no, no. The point of that one is because they're explicitly shooting the director's commentary reel in tandem. Oh, God. Uh, they didn't use their real life names. They, they have real names in real life and they use completely different names in the, in the thing. And it makes it hard to differentiate between them. That is, Christ. that's fun. Nitpick Jack, station you, is, you, is a very Jack, fun did place. did you know that the bedposts in Gerald's game were reinforced? <laughs> <laughs> it was clear. Should we get to review? Can we get to ratings, guys? I have a Let's questionable. No, 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 no. I have a question. Okay. That might okay. be a nitpick. If you put two GoPros together, can you do a 3D effect? Does that work in nature? I do not believe so. Because he was like, we're going to see if this works. I kind of doubt it, but it might be stupid enough to happen. And then it's like the same if you're wearing the 3D glasses as with the 3D camera. I'm inclined to believe that would not be the case. I'm with Left you. Eye, so right the biggest, the, the, I mean, the biggest issue would be that the lenses would be too far apart. I mean, they were like a full two inches apart. Right, but on a normal stereo, whatever called stereoscopic camera, they're like they're very close. I mean, they're about as far as your eyes are. Right, that's the whole sure. point. So the depth would probably be fucked up, but you could, I mean, you could mathematically you could approximate make it, work, it. I bet. Seemed dumb. I just had to ask that question. It wouldn't. I'll tell you this. It wouldn't be something you could just pop into like whatever video editing software they had. You'd have to basically write your own algorithm to combine the two into a stereoscopic film. Especially because you're going to start them at different times. The two are going to have different timestamps. So you're going to have to sync the footage between them. So Sure. Well, uh, last note I uh, have. It's not your fault. (laughs) One of the last lines of the movie. Yeah. It's not your fault. Okay. What was the point that you were making? You just wanted to say, Mark, it's not your fault. Mark, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I know. No, no, you don't. It's not your fault. Hmm? I know. It's not your fault. All right? It's not your fault. Mark, it's not your fault. Isn't it, though?
No, wait, it's Jake's fault this week. You are terrible at this. Do you even know what we're doing? No, I have no idea what you're referencing. Oh, well, listen to the podcast. I'll splice it in. Okay. Uh. Let's go to the fucking ratings. We over A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Johnny Castle would rate putting Baby in the Corner. Nobody puts Baby in a corner. And for 10, think of how Abby would rate her dump outs after eating at the co-op. Uh, yeah, your meals have given me like the healthiest shits of my life. It's like, dump out, flawless, dump out, flawless. Stories, the first category to rate these movies, Jake. This was your pick. Rate the fucking thing for story. I'm more excited to hear what you guys rate this as. I'm going with a six. Um, this definitely, <laughs> hey, this definitely does something that you don't see a lot of if you're watching it in 3D. Like, I'm the only one that did, so be that as it may. But I think it also does a good job, as we talked about, of bringing to fruition all of the bad things that they mentioned in that meta aspect. You can't really take that away from it, is what I'm saying. And that's why I think that it's slightly better than average. There are certainly misgivings there, which I know that, Jack, I'm going to throw it to you. You're probably going to go in depth on right about now. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Unsurprising. Um, I think that this movie has a very unoriginal plot, holistically. They have one line in there about, let's do it in 3D, because nobody's ever 3D's. done that. Right. Well, let's Apart just, from just that, mention, the, the 3D is has nothing to do with the plot. It's not a plot. Nothing to do with the plot, so yeah. they don't get credit for that yeah, okay. here. Instead, they have a very obscenely generic found footage movie that the only explanation for the supernatural is it's a haunted house. It don't go there. And then they lose a lot of points in the story for all the meta shit they're trying to do that just pisses me off more when they point it out, do the exact same thing. And don't add anything to that it. Hey, isn't this a points, stupid though? thing? The meta part yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Meta stuff only gets points if you do something interesting with noting that it's meta. Know. You can just be dumb and funny. It's You can just be dumb and funny. This isn't. This is upsetting that they recognize how stupid and annoying a thing it is to do. And then they do that exact same thing without adding anything to it. They should be even more cognizant of not doing that thing. The fact that they're aware of it makes it worse. So I gave it a... Two, three. Whatever. You don't even know. Three. You don't even know. You're just blind it's bad. raging. It's bad. It's a three. Okay. Yeah. I'm mad. You Mark, definitely watch this in a bad mood. Give it your seven or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I give it a seven. <laughs> Fuck you. You're an idiot. Uh, I actually think this movie was was a pretty intelligent in its execution. Uh, I don't know where... I would love to watch this movie with you because I feel like it would be one of those times where I was giggling and you were like rage texting or whatever you do when you're angry. Yeah, that's what he does. He rage texts. <laughs> <laughs> he rage notes. Uh, I look. I thought this was. I'll, I'll save the the on screen chemistry of everyone for another category, but the story itself of making so there's a play within a play, and the thing that's happening in the play is the same that's happening as the thing in the play within the play. I, there's a lot of layers here, and they manage the depth of story pretty well to the point where I actually think and I don't know maybe maybe Jack you're just a freaking film genius but honestly a lot of the times 
they went from commenting on how stupid something was to filming something they knew was relatively derivative and then immediately came back out and fell into the same trap that the characters they were shooting just fell into in a way that actually came off as relatively intelligent. And I think that is a good mark of a story. Hmm. Hmm. Let's watch this at Christmas. Interesting. Hmm. That sounds fun. Okay. Sold. World building and immersion as our second category. Jake, what is your world building and immersion score? Yeah, I mean, despite what Mark just said, meta found footage, this is like a sample size of one, seems pretty hard. Uh, going through this and experiencing both sides of what you, Jack, and you, Mark, were mentioning, it creates for a relatively jarring experience from an immersion standpoint. On top of that, wearing cardboard 3D <laughs> glasses that for seems like a 100 minutes is extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. And you Talk are about the pain. How much aware. pain did you feel? Uh, it wasn't as much pain as it was just kind of like a dull shame. Like, you're sitting alone as a grown man wearing cardboard 3D glasses that you can get from a cereal box that you paid for and had shipped to your home because you're an Amazon Prime member. I have a question. Yes. Did you experience ennui? Uh, I was full of ennui. Full of ennui. Yeah. I was That's what this movie with does. Ennui. Uh, therefore, three. Yeah, I totally agree. I give it a three as well. And I didn't have to wear the cardboard glasses the whole fucking time. <laughs> this movie is just, the story pissed me off. The acting really pissed me off. The relationship between the main guy and his ex-wife was infuriating in every scene it came up, which was most of the scenes of a too long movie. It There were some parts that drew me in a little bit. I like everything the PA does and I like everything the sound guy does and their scenes are cool. And that's good, but... My God, most of it is just, I was upset watching it and actively pulled out. I especially didn't like when they randomly split to split screen or randomly switched to split screen. Oh, yeah. For no reason or no explanation for the first time in the movie. Maybe I even want to give it a fucking two because of that. We'll make a choice. It's just, I'm going to give it a three. I don't think it belongs in the bottom of the bottom because I was charmed by some aspects of it. Well, I wish you guys would have watched it in 3D. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have liked it any better wearing those oh, fucking glasses. Throughout that's a the good whole question. Thing. So, were each of the two split? So, is there is there like six D's on screen? Is each of the two is the split screen both sides of the split screen in three D? I don't remember. Well, one of the sides of the split screen was just a static picture of the inside of the van. So, at one point, yeah, no, there were there were points where they were both moving. I honestly can't recall. So, if I'm inclined to say that yes, they were both three D. So. Is it only 3D into the screen? Because if it's 3D coming out of the screen, the two are going to, like, run into each other. Jesus. Mark, what did you give this for? No, I'm actually curious. I'm actually curious. So things come out of the screen in a 3D movie. Yes. Yes. So if things are coming out of both sides of that screen, you're going to get, like, interlacing or whatever the technical... No, 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 no. So this was never to that extent, though. It wasn't like, it's popping at you. It was just kind of like, you can feel depth. Like, I am looking at a screen, oh. and there's a microphone in front of it. It's not literally... There's no special effects coming out at you. The smoke's no, not I mean, jumping out of the screen. A, it didn't try to do a lot of that, and B, it wasn't, at least with the blue-red, it wasn't that uh, effective. So, Gotcha. Uh, I gave it a 7.5. Fuck you guys. I found this Holy movie... Um, fuck. Look, it's too high. Look, well, no, it's not. It's exactly right because we it? have a scientifically perfect rating system. 
Um, I'll admit, found footage, my is, game, my bailiwick. So question, before you My continue, genre. What is the absolute lowest you're willing to give a found footage in immersion from what you have seen in your life? Uh, I'd have to take a moment to think, oh, okay, so the pyramid was... So do, was, Mark, so do. The pyramid was partially found footage. That's nope. one of the. That's one of the cardinal sins where you arbitrarily switch between some other film operator and found footage. In that case, exception. I, I mean, the pyramid is one of the worst movies ever made by a human being. <laughs> uh, uh, adding adding to my negative score, the found footage mark. You just reminded me of this. Why it's being filmed the whole time? That's another big aspect of found footage movies. I like. And that. in this one. His brother is being murdered in the next room, and he's trying to beat down the door, but he's very carefully holding the camera so as to beat the door with only one hand. It's Which they explain, if you don't keep filming, the movie ends. Oh my god. You, you thinks he's... It, the movie wants me to think that he thinks his brother is dying, but he's not going to drop the camera to try and break down the door to save his brother, or use that arm I'm at all? Fairly confident. Just hold that arm static the and upside ends. down? The scene you're thinking of, he sets the camera on the ground and then he goes and fights. No, he does not. It's the one where the first major thing happens where the door to the kitchen closes and he is his ex-wife are fighting. She punches him in the face. I know. And then starts beating him him with a hammer. It's a hammer. She does a terrible job of hammering. Her swings are wildly crazy. He does not set the camera down. It's like she's holding a kite on the end of her hand. It looks, Mark, it looks like he's holding, setting the camera down because it's so static. Okay, so... I, I'll say this. I, I This is probably exaggerated slightly, but I do feel like I'm able to divorce <laughs> my love of the genre with the actual score here. It might It's probably exaggerated up to one point, but this is still a better than average movie. This is a super easy movie to watch. The main point that I'm knocking no. it for, like I said earlier, is that it's just not fun to watch people argue on screen. And they're not particularly good at acting out the arguments. So cutting those whatever maybe five minutes of the movie movie out cutting out those five minutes it's actually a pretty like it's a very easy movie to watch the chemistry is great the the actors are the chemistry is not great oh i disagree oh unfortunately there's no way we could like we need to do an annotated like mystery science theater 3000 version of this where we just talk over the track the entire time deal (laughs) christmas it'll happen coming right at you where these (laughs) <laughs> where these Jake's holding up his no, cardboard glasses and try it try to Jack, tell me it's Jack. easy to watch Jack in the meantime can you buy a like 70 inch stereoscopic 3D TV please how expensive could one of those stupid fucking curved 3D TVs Shocking be right now? I don't think little. they're cur- I don't think they're curved curved would be a whole that's like that's way too many dimensions most of those 3D TVs were curved mm. okay so so get one of those off the bargain bin for they're probably uh, like 500 bucks $80 Cool. Effects are just like they're of. No, scare. Jake. You're wrong. Scare fucking scare. Okay, I just want to be done with this movie. Scare wow, factor. I, Jake, okay, scare I, factor I gave scare a five. I put it right in the middle. Uh, I do think that several of the elements that it utilized early in the movie, we kind of talked about a little bit with relatively static shots, things that developed on the footage that they had filmed prior that was more effective than what ended up happening later in the film. It was kind of a story of two different scare factor scores. Uh, I do think that some of that dark corner of the room type thing was aided by the 3D ness of the movie when you're watching it in that way. 
Uh, I'm probably bumping this up a little higher than I should be, but that experience that I had, it had me a little bit more on the edge of my seat. So I'm going to go ahead and give it the five. I give it a three. Okay. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I, all the dread stuff they're trying to do earlier was too telegraphed for it to do anything for me. Um, it was too focused on and too just not in any way subtle or interesting. And then the actual jump scares were pointed out, which was fucking stupid because they didn't do anything beyond that. And then the end of the movie just isn't, oh, the end of the movie pissed me off too. It's. <laughs> Some of the jump scares were mildly effective, but that's it. I did like the stuff of in the background when they first shoot it. I would have liked it a lot better if they hadn't made it so obvious that that's the only thing that was happening. So it's a three. It's not good. Mark? I gave it a six. Yeah. Uh, this is a confluence of things for me because I also really like uh, haunted house or haunted cabin movies. Uh, that's a good genre for me. I, we've, we've beaten a dead horse at this point. I actually think this does this does a good job of building tension. Uh, it does probably rely a little bit too much on jump scares, but I feel like for the most part, aside from the stupid shovel one, they're pretty good. So, boom, six. All right, now effects, Jace, yes. or judicious lack thereof. Um, visual effects-wise, kind of shit, but kind of explained away. I don't know where I want to end up landing on that one. I've been deliberating on it for quite a while. I think I'll give that portion of the score a split decision. Um, so a five and a half? I'm going to give that portion. It doesn't matter because I'm only giving one rating for the score. I have more to say. (laughs) I think the set design, we haven't really talked about that. The set design was actually relatively good. I like the cabin as a whole. Um, Especially like when they first got there before they'd kind of like done their thing to it to make it more of their own. I thought that when they first got there, it, it, it represented well. It was creepy. Outside of that, you really just have the 3D-ness of it, which we've talked about quite a bit. Ultimately, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 6, just slightly better than average. Sure. Sure. I, I gave it a 5. Um, I think this movie does a, like I said, good job of recognizing where their effects are lacking and trying to compensate for it. And that takes me out in the immersion area where the flashlights are terrible or the camera's shaking so hard you purposely can't see it. But that's that's fine. That's not... They did judiciously recognize where their effects were lacking and try to compensate for it. That's cool. Okay. Well, I have a question. Um, the found... Yes, Mark. So you complain about the camera being too steady in certain scenes and then shaking too much when people are carrying it. So w- would you prefer that it gets shot more with shaky cam or and thus being realistic that they're holding a camera or less with shaky cam and being no, more no, representative Mark, of what's happening but – there's holding. plenty of ways a person holds a camera that are neither shaking so hard that it blurs any effects I could try to be having, like a chair floating in the middle of the room, and also not, I'm trying to pound on the door to save my brother while holding a camera in my left arm, and just not doing anything with that arm to try and break down this door, because I think my brother's dying. There's a very, very, very large middle ground that even mediocre found footage movies fit into that this one just doesn't. I mean, I suppose you could have just easily thrown in a, a rig of like a stabilizer, right? That would that would have been one. Th- but but, but even in that, that case, not- in that case, they're running around with holding the stabilizer by like one it's, hand. Yeah, it's not that the stable. It's not that it was too stable. It's just that he should have been doing something with his arm if he thinks his brother's dying, not just holding the camera at a downward angle. Right, but you've you've complained about shaky cam and other scenes from that. Some of the scenes are too shaky, but it's also an inconsistency. It's so evident that when it's that shaky, they're trying to conceal something that they don't want you to see. You have docked lesser movies for more. 
<laughs> it's a necessary and sufficient type of situation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Movies of five. They they did a cool thing. They didn't do it super well. They didn't do it super poorly. I gave Mark. it a five and a half. They did a super cool thing. They didn't do it great. They didn't do it poorly. It's average. Yeah. It's exactly average. Overall, Jake. Uh, well, it really transitions well from what Mark just said. I'm Andy Daltoning this movie, you guys. I'm giving it a five and a half. It's a fun movie. Pretty novel. Pretty dumb. Way too long. I don't have a lot else to say that we haven't already beaten into the ground at this point. So I'm just going to go ahead and give you the floor. Jack gives it a three. I I give it a three. (laughs) I did not have fun with this movie. The couple of parts that were charming were so vastly outweighed by all the parts that were fucking stupid and how long it was. It could have maybe held on to its charmingness if it wasn't too long. as long as it's it is long. for no fucking reason. What what length of what length would this should this have been? At 90? least ten. Minutes Honestly, shorter. this movie. At least this movie shorter. should have been seventy two minutes. <laughs> seventy. This fucking movie. Mark, this movie should have been seventy two minutes. <laughs> seventy two minutes long. He did the math. That's the look, golden. That's the golden spot look, for this one. But at a, at a minimum, this should clock in near the ninety minute mark. This had ten maximum. minutes of just yeah, genuinely extraneous horseshit. This movie just had genuinely it extraneous. It did not need to be one hundred and ten minutes long. It's crazy. Wait, it's a hun- You keep changing the length. It's not one hundred and ten. It's one hundred minutes long. It's one hundred and eight minutes. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Wow! It did not yeah, feel like that. It's two. It's one hundred. It's, it's exactly an hour long. forty. It's too fucking long. That's for a hundred minutes of this Jake. quality. Okay, well we're seeing different things, Mark. I saw one hundred and eight. It's too long either way. Give me a Shutter has it at 108. God. It's a three. <laughs> it should be at maximum a tight 90. It's not a fun movie. I didn't like wow, it. I wasn't wow, wow, by wow, it. wow, 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 Fuck. Mark. Fuck. I gave it a seven and a half. This is actually one of the favorite movies I've watched this year. I really liked this movie. This is this is a great overlap of found footage, meta humor, haunted cabin movie. What's the humor in the meta? They point it out. What do they do that's funny with that? Apart from noting that this is a stupid thing found footage movies do, how do they use that for humor? It's it's humor in the sense that it's like performance art. They're not there's not punchlines in it. That's the most but they're thing illu- I've ever they're said. illustrating what is wrong with this genre by then falling into the trap themselves. That actually is And that ends humor. up with a bad movie. I disagree. Wait a minute, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We disagree on this movie? I don't think we've <laughs> talked about this. We yet. disagree. <laughs> Okay, so actually, you guys, this might be like the most distributed our scores have ever been on this site. Mark seven and a half, me a five and a half, Jack you a three. We are kind of running the gamut of our review rating <laughs> the gambit? scale. Gambit, yep. sorry. Which means we get to do a really fun exercise this time of the why should you watch this with your buddies and drink some beers? Mark, you get to take first bite at the apple here. Why do I always have to go first? I went first the last time we did this. I don't know if that's right. No, I went first the last time we did this because mine was that you shouldn't watch a slow burn movie that's also body horror and then you got and then you rambled on for like 45 seconds and Jake tried to just No, the last time you versus I happened. Uh okay, so here's the thing. That was stupid. All right, go. At ahead. the very least, we can take away from this podcast that this is a divisive movie. You already dug We've yourself a We've already lot. talked about in this podcast revisiting and watching this movie when we were all together in person so that you can complain and I can cheer and giggle. And 
basically to to the audience that is essentially just Jake at this point. That sounds great, and we're it sounds like we're definitely going to do Whoa. it. You might go out and buy a stereoscopic TV specifically for this instance. So, <laughs> to me, that sounds like this would be a pretty good movie to watch. Getting drunk with your buddies, Jack. What is your rebuttal, my friend? Number one, to counter Mark's point, that's only fun if one of your friends is a fucking idiot who thinks this is a quality film. Well, most of the time, when you're in a group of people, what you're going to see is a film trying to do meta things, commenting on none of them, just pointing them out, and doing absolutely nothing, being entirely too long, and ending up with a, at best, mediocre film. Which is the rating at- that I gave it. Mind you. At best, the the absolute best thing I think you could say about this movie is it doesn't do an actively shitty job of everything, and it does do an actively <laughs> shitty job of a lot of things. Totally and you're just going to have a much better time. If you want to go the meta route, there are so many better meta movies to watch that actually do something with their meta commentary other than, Mark, you said it, you point out how shitty things are in horror movies, and then you fall into those same traps. And when you do that, without more... You end up with a shitty movie based on those shitty tropes, and that's what this is. It's not fun. It's a lot of fun. Jack, you make a... And it's too long. Jack's making a really good argument right now. I think it's really hard to argue with what he's saying. When When you think about the group of friends that it would require to watch this movie and drink beers and and you know have fun watching it's a li- unless 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 your group of friends is entirely consists of you, Roger you're not Ebert. allowed to interrupt right now jack i've already said, lost jack I don't give said a shit. jack said you would need that idiot that likes this movie a movie like this i think every friend group is going to have that sort of situation and ours certainly does and i can only speak for ours and we did talk about that. what we were going to do which was watch this movie which is mark's argument and that's why he, before you even said I had a chance to start talking, Jack, he already won. Mark gets the point this week. You had no yeah, chance. Yeah, he does. Sorry. So yeah, he does. stupid. This is a great it's not going to be fun to watch this. I, Nobody's going to enjoy it. You were excited it. for this. I know you are. <sighs> yeah, you've already tipped your hand, Jack. <laughs> Christ. Because I'm bringing the goods. <laughs> you got a bag of 30 <laughs> it was the only way they sold there? it was like a dollar 75 for the 30 pack <laughs> 30 pack you know shutter of offers them for blue. free oh wow you can put your address into shutter and they'll send you a pair i know i entered that it was a sweepstakes i probably wasn't early enough Jesus. i definitely entered did not work all right i'm genuinely upset let's get the fuck out of here oh, jack 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 this is episode 65 of the a to z forecast man if you like what you heard which hopefully you did head on over to a to z whore.com check out everything we have to offer or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels that'll be facebook or twitter as jack mentioned at the top of the episode this has been coming at you from the phantom podcast network to check out all the other shows the network has to offer head on over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and if you want to help our podcast or any of the others that are part of the network Open up your iTunes or whatever podcasting app that you choose to use. Give the podcast a review, a rating, share it with a friend, or if you really want to help anybody out, just go ahead and tell somebody you know that likes horror about the podcast. Believe it or not, that actually does help. As always, the music's been coming at you from space. That's space without the A. And next week, we're finishing up this section of recommended horror movies with a look at what is pretty much unequivocally a Lovecraftian horror. What are we taking a look at, Jack? We are taking a look at Into the Mouth of Madness. 
Yeah, and that'll be coming at you next week. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Honestly, all it did was show me how not as isolated as I thought they were, they are.